This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hello and welcome to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. Today we are speaking to Kerry Jordan who is the founder of Fur and Fables. She's a pet photographer and she's also the brains behind National Dog Photography Day which is on July the 26th every year. Um, So she's going to be talking about how an awareness day can raise the profile of your pet business. So hi Kerry, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me Rachel. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about you and your background um, and Fur and Fables and what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, I have been a pet photographer for about six years now. Um, Previously, I was photographing weddings and got to the finals of a few uh, regional finals for awards and things like that. Decided that I gave up a job in the city uh, for less stressful jobs and and weddings were still stressful. <laughs> so I started shooting families and then accidentally sort of started getting commissions really for dogs when I started photographing my own dogs. I didn't even know dog photography was a thing back then. And now 98% of my work is dogs. Wow. Okay. And tell us a little bit about your dogs because you've got five dogs, haven't you? I do. I do. And people still can't quite believe that I, I couldn't have I love spaniels but I couldn't have five spaniels for example but whippets are particularly lazy they rarely get out of bed before 11 which means that work because I work from home I can get quite a lot of work done before they start demanding walks but yeah they're brilliant scout changed my life basically uh, I think I'd still be living in a flat in Surbiton if I hadn't got him and then adopted Jasper because of them and because I started photographing them, that's how I kind of ended up being a, a dog photographer. So they properly changed my lives. Oh, that's so good to hear. I always feel very lucky to have gone down this path as being a pet journalist, like you are a pet photographer and working with pet businesses and helping them promote their brands because it all kind of happened for me similar to you where I adopted my friend's dog and then I started doing more pet stories and then it just snowballed and snowballed from there. Um, but yeah, it's just great to kind of find a niche and also to be able to have your dogs, or dog in my case, involved in everything that you do as well, isn't it? So that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I love hearing about stories where dogs have changed people's lives. They just, they're incredible. Absolutely. Okay, so tell me about some of the brands that you work with, because I I love seeing your Instagram and social media and seeing all the pictures of your dogs wearing these fabulous clothes and in these fabulous locations and gorgeous leads and collars and everything. So tell me about the brands you work with and how you got into brand photography. I have worked with all different types of brands, actually. I started working with Debbie at Redhound for Dogs. I thought it was four years ago, but it was actually right at the start of my dog photography business. So it was about six years ago. Debbie makes Whippet attire. Um, and through Debbie, we have had a book published, Knitting for Dogs, Dogs and Jumpers. And uh, that's both in hardback and softback. Um, and I've worked with the likes of the Lounging Hound, who makes sofa toppers. And through them, my images have been in with the Times Home and on the front cover of the Times Home, which I was very excited about. And then brands like Collar Club, who are a subscription box, uh, Dogs and Horses, I've done a little bit of work for with their beautiful collars, Ollie & Co. Yeah, just a, a whole variety of different dog brands, even services. So I've worked with 
brands that are dog walkers and canny cross walkers as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so we're here today to talk about National Dog Photography Day. Um, so tell me how, how it all came about. So I was at my first ever Janet Murray event. And when you're at Janet Murray's event, you get what she calls her media diary. And in the media diary, there are all these awareness days uh, for each month. And I remember uh, coming home and I was sat at the table going through the media diary and looking at all these weird and wonderful days. And I was just wondering how people come up with things like Ugly Truck Day and why, (laughs) why they come up with these days. So I was just sat there thinking, then I kind of, was procrastinating a little bit let's face it and I was like oh I wonder what kind of day I would come up with it's like for me it was fairly easy I'm a dog photographer I've seen such a rise in dog photographers and people taking photographs of their dogs and starting Instagram accounts I was thinking that I would do National Dog Photography Day Uh, so it kind of steamrolled from there I just started looking into how you do it what date it would be and then yeah launched my own day Fantastic. Okay, because I think you picked such a good time. So it will be this year will be your third National Dog Photography Day, won't it? Correct. Yeah. In 2020. I know from kind of doing what I do and working with writing about influencers and writing about Instagram a lot, um, the Instagram dog account and, and pet influencers really kind of exploded just in the run up to you creating your day. So if there was ever a time to grab the National Dog Photography Day hashtag, you totally did it at the right time. So that's fantastic. Um, so I know there's a few people who I've spoken to in my kind of Facebook community who've seen what you've done and thought, actually, you know, could I create a an awareness day myself that's related to what they do in their business? So can you tell us a little bit more about how you went about it? Yeah, sure. So first of all, I think you need to think of a day that is really going to resonate with people. Mm-hmm. So obviously... People adore taking photographs of their dogs, which was why I think my day gained so much traction. So if you're um, a dog walker, there's already quite a few days around dog fitness and things like that. So maybe something around muddy paws, like in April, for April showers, that kind of thing. But something that's really going to resonate and people can get involved with. So, you know, photos of muddy paws, that kind of thing, how you clean muddy paws. Uh, that's just an example but you have to have something that people are really going to want to interact with Uh, from there you choose a date Mm -hmm. and I had to look and make sure that there were no other big days on the date that I wanted to choose so for example I didn't want my day to coincide with comic relief because there is no way that I would gain any traction because comic relief is such a huge huge thing And yeah, and the way that you can do that is literally just search for awareness days on the date that you were thinking. And then I contacted Mm yearahead.com, who are a national database for awareness days and people, media outlets, etc. use them to create content, to find out what days are coming up, that kind of thing. And I emailed them. They needed a little bit of convincing. They needed to know why I was doing it, why I thought it would work, that kind of thing. Thankfully, I did manage to convince them. And yeah, that's how I set up the day. Fantastic. Okay. So where do you go from there then? Like, how do you kind of get the word out about what's going on? Well, you can learn from my mistakes for a start. (laughs) 
the first year, I really didn't have a clue. I kind of did a few tweets and a few bits of Instagram posting, a few bits of social media posting, but I didn't really do anything on the lead up. What I did do was block out that day and I kind of tweeted as much as I could, retweeted anybody that was tweeting on National Dog Photography Day, reshared any, anything on Instagram and Facebook, that kind of thing. Going forward, the next year, I had a little bit more awareness of what I should be doing. So I went into last year's tweets and I retweeted all the top tweets because that meant the people who were tweeting them and the people who had commented on them would be aware that the day was coming up again. I also got involved uh, with a local charity. I did a, a, a charity dog shoot and I put that event in my Facebook page, which meant that I could share it to all the local community groups, that kind of thing. That gained a lot of traction and I didn't get a lot of traction on Facebook the first year. So it was really good that I managed to get um, a lot of interaction on the second year. With Twitter, it's ask for help. If you've got help and well, on all social media, if you've got brands who you like and connect with, let them know that this day is coming up. Ask them to help you retweet and tweet their own things, that kind of thing. And yeah, I basically sat down on the day and I retweeted all day. I re-Instagrammed, I re-shared on Facebook. The first year, I think I got into the top 10. The second year, maybe because the papers, a lot of papers picked it up because it got into the top 10 trending on Twitter, people just ran with it. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of work still, a lot of legwork in the morning, but by mid-afternoon, I'd already got in, into the top five, and then I trended number one on Twitter, um, overtaking Friday Feels, which was pretty cool, or Friday Feeling, um, I think there's a few on Friday. Yeah, and just put in some legwork, have a think about how you can connect with people, how people can get involved. Like, I think I knew you the first time, but we, were, we didn't know each other as well in 2018. But last year, I know that I, like the Twitter thing, when it, when it was trending on Twitter, like we were all just kind of going crazy, weren't we? There was like a handful, there was loads of us just retweeting and replying. And it was just the most exciting thing ever. So, I mean, just fantastic to be trending on Twitter. And then you have to share as well for anyone who, did, who wasn't part of that, that crazy day because it was so awesome. Tell us about some of the people who got involved, like the celebrities and the big brands and some of the really funny things that happened on that day. Yeah, it blew me away a little bit. There was, I think, a lot of the BBC stations retweeted, uh, like stuff with Harry Styles and a couple of other big um, brand names, Radio 1, BBC Breakfast. I think John Lewis uh, or one of the other big retail stores uh, were on board. ITV, Good Morning. My favourite one, I have to say, I think it was Chelsea uh, Football Club uh, retweeted a couple of their players uh, with Snoop Dogg for National Dog Photography Day, which I thought was pretty clever. But yeah, it just, it just went a, a, a bit crazy. And I, I loved how people were really getting excited about it. It wasn't just another day, another trend. People were really getting engaged with it. I think, like you, you touched on it before, but I think what's so great about National Dog Photography Day is you don't have to be a brilliant photographer. Like my photos are dreadful, but we can all celebrate our dogs. So like, I remember at one point looking um, and people were talking about dogs that they'd loved and lost and they were sharing tributes to dogs and they were like getting really old, like black and white photos and sharing those. And 
what was so great about it is it was something that everybody can get involved in and, and, and have fun with. And also really like, we all love sharing pictures of our dogs and it was the one day of the year where no one can like I've got friends who moan about me sharing pictures of the dogs <laughs> all the time but there's just like no way can anyone complain because it's National Dog Photography Day yeah it's a legitimate day to do it <laughs> definitely and it was just just so much fun and and yeah just flooding the internet with pictures of dogs and social media it was so so good and I know like I just know so many people enjoyed it and I know I certainly did anyway I was going absolutely crazy all day so tell me what having the day has done for you. Um, oh no, what I, the other thing I wanted to ask you was which social media platform was the kind of biggest one for, for your hashtag? For me, it's definitely been Twitter both years mm-hmm. so far. Considering Twitter's not one of my most used platforms as well, I was really kind of blown away at how easily it took off. I think because it's just quite easy to retweet and for other people to see that, whereas with Instagram, if it's on a, you know, it's, if it's on a grid, it, it's not easy to, to share that in your own grid. You can maybe share it to stories. And with Facebook, not everything's public. So if you're sharing it to your pay, it's your personal page, not everybody can see it, that kind of thing, whereas mm-hmm. Twitter is completely open. Yeah. So you can just see whatever's going on. Although saying that, I do think that putting the event on my Facebook page uh, worked really, really well last year. So I'll definitely be doing, well, I'm going to try and um, break a world record this year. So Excellent. That, that will definitely be on my events page. Brilliant. Okay. Um, so what has it done, would you say, for your visibility and your brand? Well, on Twitter alone, uh, I can't remember the statistics, actually. I should have brought those up. But considering I had, I think, less than 200 followers on Twitter. I think my reach was between 20 and 30,000 people mm-hmm. on that day, which for a small Twitter account is absolutely, you know, it's crazy. Wow. Um, and also, you know, I got a lot more followers that day. So the visibility was huge, but also it got me connecting with local people that might, I might not have been able to connect with before which is really important for my business because a lot of my, you know, my client work is local clients for personal clients. So yeah, the visibility uh, was great. Okay. And I think it's really put you on the map as well as the founder of National Dog Photography Day. Like, and that's, that's all over the world, isn't it? So it's just fantastic. The other thing I would say as well, Kerry, and you are, you are being very modest there, but you were also asked to speak as well at a really big marketing event, weren't you? And that was as a result of you having the gumption to go and do this whole thing. It was terrifying, but actually I'm really glad that I managed to, to get to do it. Janet Murray, who you know, I've been a really massive admirer of for maybe three or four years, invited me on stage to talk at her event to talk about how I set up National Dog Photography Day, basically from looking at her media diary. And the feedback that I got from that, from other business owners, was really touched me. I was a little bit overwhelmed at the end of that. It was just amazing, absolutely amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so this year, um, tell us about what's, what's in store for people who are getting involved with National Dog Photography this year and what you're going to be doing. Okay, I really wanted to, to, to make it a little bit bigger and better this year. Obviously, knowing you, I know that I need to contact places, uh, newspapers and magazines way in advance to let them know. So I've already contacted, because I knew a contact at Surrey Life, to try and get 
uh, some top tips based on the fact that National Photography Day um, is coming up into the magazine, sorry. Uh, they seem quite keen, so fingers crossed. I'll also be contacting my local papers to let them know that I'm going to be doing this big charity event with the trying to break a world record. If Guinness World Records will let me do this one, because they, they said that I couldn't do the last one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and so setting up events, again, I, I'm a very big advocate of trying to, to help charities when I can and raise awareness of charities. So definitely some charity aspects and a lot more forethought than the previous years on how I can connect with brands in particular and help them raise their awareness for National Dog Photography Day. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited this year. This year, I, I feel like I'm a little bit more prepared. Yeah. <laughs> it's only taken three years. I know, but I don't think anything can prepare you for being contacted from pe- by people from all over the world and then trending on Twitter as well. So I think you've done a really, really good job given that you just threw yourself into this this crazy thing. So well done. Okay, so what would your advice be for people who are thinking, actually, yeah, I'd quite like to do something like this for my business? Well, as I said previously, I think you definitely need to, well, first of all, what I always do, even if you've got a small audience, is ask your audience. Help them feel involved in whatever day that you're going to create by asking them. They're really going to be on board and they're going to want to support you. So ask for ideas on what you could do and then the name of the day and the hashtags that you can use that kind of thing that way you've already got the support before the day's even launched make sure that people can can engage with it so things like sharing photos or sharing quotes or sharing experiences anything that people can share Mm -hmm. uh, will really help your day gain traction obviously do not pick a day where it's got a really big awareness day already you can just do a quick Google search for that and just have fun. The first year, I was not expecting anything at all from my awareness day. And I had no idea how crazy it was going to go in the, pre- in the next few years. But just have fun with it. That's the main thing. It should be something that's fun for you, even if it's a serious subject. It shouldn't you know, be hard work. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fantastic. Thank you. Well, it's really, really interesting to see how National Dog Photography Day has grown. And I cannot wait to see what happens in 2020. So where can people find out more about you, Kerry, and and the work that you do and also National Dog Photography Day? Well, I am on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as if you just search for Fur and Fables, Mm -hmm. um, I should come up. National Dog Photography Day, just drop me a message. Honestly, if you want any sort of um, advice or if I can help in any way at all, just drop me a message on one of those um, formats. I'm a bit rubbish at getting back sometimes, so just give me a nudge if I don't get back within 24 hours. But uh, yeah, just have a think, give me a line and any way that I can help, I will. Fantastic. Okay, well, it's been brilliant learning all about your awareness day and how you made it happen and made it such a brilliant success as well. And I really can't wait to get involved in the next one. So thank you so much for joining us, Kerry, and I will see you soon. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.